new episode, Breaking Items Podcast. My name is Summit. I've got an AKA this time. I don't have an AKA. I have an AKA oh this my, time. Oh my God, all right, keep talking. I'm AKA, going to figure one. All right, so my AKA is, would have come back for you. Drake. Is that Drake? Yeah, would have come back for you. Is that what he says? I don't know. No, that's I'm stupid. Really a big Drake fan. I, really I messed big, it up. So I'm really what? A big Drake fan. I'm Indian. I mess things up. So what? <laughs> I always lean back on. That. Have you noticed? I always lean back on some. It's because you're feeling yourself. Yeah, I do. It's because you're feeling yourself. I'm feeling myself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris Mitchell, one half of the Anonymous Nerds, co-host of the Breaking Atoms podcast, and my AKA today is the Overlord of Belligerence. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think I should just retire from doing <laughs> AKAs. No, no it's, let, it's... let me tell you something. I just grew up on Wu-Tang. <laughs> My AKA game is out of here. It's out of here. I'm, I'm just, I'm retiring. No, 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 no. No more AKAs from me. You can have that. Hold okay. that. Hold that. And that. Hold that. You don't need it from me. Okay. You can definitely go first when you do your AKAs. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, Darnell said I should go first. I see. Yeah, I always say I should go first. Yeah, you always yeah. want to go last. No, because I know my AKA game is mad. you got to step it up. <sighs> okay, if I retire. Okay. I, I hold up my jersey. I ain't doing that shit okay. any longer. See, there's my potty mouth again. It's not even two minutes into the podcast. You're going to get us kicked off iTunes, I'm bro. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So today, um, we're going to be talking about the 30 plus effect. Yes. So I like to say it's a theory. It's a theory that I came up with a few, not a few years ago. I say a few months ago. So this is your hypothesis, and this is the podcast to prove said hypotheses. Yeah, it, it's from a Jay Z song. A nigga been focused since I said hi to 30. 30. And I've always wanted to know, what is it about 30 yeah. that strikes fear into the hearts of human beings? It's a, it's an interesting topic to delve in. But as you mentioned, Jay-Z, and you know I... Yeah, get your pom-poms out. Yeah, I love my... I, mm. Give me a J! <laughs> J, give me an A! Please don't a. do that. Please don't do that. Why? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Sorry. Sorry. I just... He might be listening to the show. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> You think Jay-Z's listening to the show. Are you mad? Listen, Jay-Z... If you, if you don't believe in yourself, that's up to you. No, he's never listened to this show. He don't care. Bro, he... I've met him a few times. I've met him a he few don't times. give a toss about who... I, look, if I saw him again, he would not know who I was because he don't care. He don't care about us. Sorry, I'm doing Michael Jackson. Anyway, seeing as you mentioned Jay-Z, mm-hmm. I've got to talk about 30's New 20. And the podcast we're going to do at some point is Kingdom Come. We're going to have that discussion. Oh, I'm throwing that one under the bus. We are having a discussion... Under the bus. ...about Kingdom Come. What, the trashest Jay-Z nope. ever? Do you, well, arguably, yes. Not arguably, say what no, it is. No, Listen, remember what I said about American Gangster, and you came years later to the conclusion... But I always said to you, American Gangster was a good album. American Gang... When it popped off, I was like, yo, this album is no, fire. Yeah, well... Now now everyone's like, oh, you know what? It's in my top five Jay-Z albums. Yeah, but to, you be what. Hon- to be honest with you, dude, a lot of people are looking at it in hindsight bro the reason why i say about kingdom come as as we are now over 30 is there finally someone else that likes kingdom come as much as i do pow that album is trash it's, it's not it's, trash it's, 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 it's not that trash album no, yes no. beach chair were, the, the Look, only songs on there i like no no just blaze ones yeah no, are you? No, no. So we're gonna cut all this Jay Z stuff no, out. No, we're not but, cutting no Jay Z stuff out. No. no, we'll cut this out. This is a separate episode. Fine, Christopher. That's your opinion. Why are you being like social media people just trying to block your way and like? No, this is our opinion. No, but my opinion is greater. Oh wow. I am the over- right. I'm the overlord of belligerence. <laughs> oh yeah. 
That's true. I'm the architect of ignorance. Oh, that should have been my AKA. Yeah, bro. Now it came but I was me. a baby father of ignorance a few weeks ago, That's so true. you would have been biting. Uh, you would have been true, biting. True, true, true. Right, so th- this week, we are talking about the 30 plus effect. So we're over 30. Um, like you said, people have this fear or there's this um, thing in society where it's the big 3-0 and somehow that's supposed to signify something like it's some sort of coming of age Mm -hmm. age or something and you're expected to have life all figured out by 30 yes so you're supposed to be settled in your career yes you're supposed to be married with a bunch of kids running around you you're supposed to have your sixth home um and 100 cars and you're supposed to be happy and perfect and by the age of 30 and aspiring to have that bugatti by 35 yeah like i speak to people all the time and when they're approaching 30, mm-hmm. there's a sense of dread right. within them. For males? Both. Because I find that, like, as females get older, they always go, oh, I'm old. It's like, dude, 25. What's yeah. going on? No, but I'm old. What is it about... I, I mean, I could speculate, but what is it about this thing of that we, as we get older... We are somehow discarded. Oh, can't we not be like fine wine? We just get better with age. Yeah, but growing up in church and even reading Shakespeare, there's always this contention between the young and the old. Um, in the Bible, you had Moses and Joshua. Yeah. Oftentimes you hear preachers refer to the, the Moses generation and then you have the Joshua generation. In Shakespeare, um, I think it's in Much Ado About Nothing, there's a character called Benedict. Yes. So don't quote me on this, but he basically s- describes old men gnashing with teeth or something like yeah. that so there's always this conflict and it's the peter pan syndrome um that's a great album by jay zone by the way a lot of us don't want to grow up that fear of growing up as well right, right right with growing up comes great responsibility and we don't want that responsibility. we don't want and with growing up become become with growing up comes great responsibility mm-hmm. also bills yeah mortgages all of that kind of stuff comes with comes with growing up and i think there's also this innate fear that we haven't figured life out or we haven't achieved the goals that we had set out to achieve i remember in my late teens and early 20s you know i was walking around here like i knew everything yeah i had it i thought i had it all figured out you couldn't tell me anything now that i'm in my mid-30s and i feel no way because i'm from a place where you know i think you're very fortunate to make it past 16 or 21 Mm -hmm. um my thing is, I knew nothing when I, was, when I was that age. I was ignorant. I was arrogant. Yeah. And life only really started to make some sense when I hit 30. Right. I didn't have it figured out. The light bulb actually went off like, hold on, this is, this, I'm in a place where I'm happy. You find someone who, you know, you want to build a future with. Mm-hmm. And all these kind of things happened to me around 30. I found, actually, interestingly, was 27 that year was a very interesting age for me. That right. year. That was the light bulb moment for me. So that's early. 27 to 28, but I hadn't figured it out. That's when I realised, oh, I need to do something here. Yeah, because I remember something you always used to tell me. Yes. And you said to me that when you approach 30, it's, it's important that you kind of, um, you know, you develop yourself as much as possible and make positive changes as much as possible and this is I'm going to give you credit for this because you said by the time you hit 30 that's when you start to become set in your ways and it can shape your life going forward 
if you practice the wrong things. I always give you credit for that. I'm not going to say I listened. <laughs> I didn't listen all the time. I'm not going to lie. I won't lie, but I do remember you telling me that and I think that was a really good piece of advice. From like from a from a male perspective, from a guy's perspective, we spend most of our 20s really trying to figure out what we are going to do and get everything out of our system. Go to clubs, you get drunk, you do this, you do that, you all do those and then you get to a age where you come 30 and somehow you're supposed to have it all t- figured out and now life begins there's that saying in it life begins at 30 yeah there's that saying and so then by the time you get to your mid to late 30s you're now looking at getting married not if you're indian or asian no your your, your timeline is different we have yeah. a different timeline yeah, your timeline work, is different a straight krypton factor we <laughs> straight krypton <laughs> factor oh you brought a woman home all right pull up so and so get the cake Yo, we need some dal over here. We need some. We need, yo, everyone get into formation. You man form like Voltron yeah, when it comes do. to weddings. We, 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 you look like the Transformers. Yeah, the, the Megatron. Prime. Yeah, Megatron. Prime on site. On site. On site. <laughs> the um, the Indian timeline is like the different time zones in the Crystal Maze. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 dude, I saw this. I saw this. Anytime my Asian friends say, "Yo, I've got a girlfriend," I just count the clock. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you. Yeah, because like, you guys push things through early. We push things through, but then also when you approach 30 and if you're a if you're a female, man, you're like, oh, you're never getting married. Yeah. Right? And if you're a male, you're like, oh, you need to get married now. And then, like, as soon as you get married, once you get 30, there's this... And I'm not saying this to everyone. I'm just only speaking from, you know, people that I have been around or I've heard and etc. There's a, then this pressure, you got to have kids. Like, immediately. Yeah, they don't want their grandkids. They want their grandkids. The pressure is there. You're now married. You're 30. You ain't getting younger. And it's sad because for, for, for women, sometimes, especially in the culture, it could be quite crude because now it's going, well, you got a baby clock. You got to get it moving. And that might be like the, the, the person who is married may not want a kid at that point. Mm. And so they feel that pressure and they go, okay, cool, let's have that. And and also that marriage hasn't had enough time to form any real kind of long lasting bond yet, and then you're thrusting them into kids and marriage, parenthood, and parenthood, mm. which is a whole other beast in itself. Mm-hmm. There is a thing in society that we put this immense pressure on ourselves that when we get to thirty or approach thirty, we have to, like you said, do these certain things. Yeah, yeah. And so that then can have a that can absolutely have an effect on mental health. People now start having, start doubting themselves. Of course. They start looking at them, am, am I wanted, am I needed? Like, what, Is there something wrong with me? With something wrong yeah. with you. And actually, it's, 100%. A, it's a society that's built around. I, I had that all the time. Like, I'd go to weddings, for example, and people would come up to me, so when are you get married? When are you get married? When are you get married? And I, I remember saying to someone, and I respect her a lot, but I remember saying to her, I'll get married when I fall in love. And she looked at me like, I was weird for saying that. She looked at me like, huh? What do you mean love? Like this ain't about love. <laughs> you're thirty, dude. You better pick. You're 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 more kinder in that situation than I am, because when I have the aunties ask me when you know when you're getting married, I'd pretty much go, yeah, mind your business, and I don't really care. Yeah, because they should mind their business. They though. should mind their business, and that's how I feel. Isn't it? Yeah, but I guess me no, in trouble. You. I'm with you. You know, I get painted as you know the aggressive type, but actually, I don't care. That's none of your business. I do what you want to do. Live your life. When mm-hmm. you getting married, I'm married. Well, good for you. Good luck. Well, let me chat to your daughter. Then. Let me chat exactly. See how happy <laughs> she is. But I'm we, messing. But we do have that. So 
when you approached 13, you had almost that light bulb moment. What changed for you? What what was the value systems that changed for you? Was it the fact that you had to look at your purse strings? Did you have to reevaluate your priorities? Is it just simply that your responsibilities changed? Um, met my fiance. Um, no, I didn't meet my fiance. I started seeing uh, the person who's now my my fiance. So I think for a lot of people, when you're when you start to engage in a relationship with someone and it's long term, you start to think of the future um, and you start to think of what you need to do to secure that long term future. Right. So whilst no plan is foolproof, there are certain things you put in place to kind of increase the likelihood of a successful relationship for the long term. So I started to really look at my uh, my finances. Um, you know, there's an old saying, there's no romance without finance. Wow. And I don't I don't know how some of my friends who aren't working maintain relationships because finance, as much as you know, it's, we want to say, oh, it's not the most important part of a relationship, is very very important, and it's very important in terms of you know your your feeling of of self worth and you know being able to live a certain standard of life and, and enjoy a certain amount of freedom. So that was part of it. Um, I started to mature a bit more, um, and I'm far from mature. I don't want to say I'm the picture of mature. Um, I'm not the picture of maturity. But I started to mature uh, a little bit more and I just started to see a future right? Uh, with this person. So, um, you know, God's been good and it's, it's you know, we still have our struggles uh, and our ups and downs. Still very happy with my decision. Yeah. But um, I just think 30, it was, I just think the stars aligned, but it didn't align because I was turning 30. It just happened. It just, it just happened yeah. because... It was just the right... Dude, it was just the right time. And then a lot of other things started happening in my life. So, you know, for example, I got a tax rebate and then, um, you know, found out I was overpaying on my student loan. So um, I got another happened. check for... that. Like, just good things... Just happened. Started to happen. So between the ages of like 30 to 33, 34, I had a great run. Right. And I don't think it's because I was 30. I got... I, I had a good run in terms of blessings. So when you... Now that you're in your 30s... Has your perspective changed on the way in which you consume and listen to rap music now and TV shows? Has that now changed? One hundred percent. So, in terms of music, I tend to really. I tell people that I can't keep up right. when I'm trying to catch up. Right. Right. So I'm still I'm still listening to stuff like from the nineties and you know the early two thousands because that's that's my bread and butter and that's what I enjoy the most. I often say like you know you you might be a chef. A chef can cook a variety of dishes, but there's always that one dish they love to cook. Yes. So early yes. 90s or 90s hip hop is my favourite dish that I like to cook, if, right, that, was, right, if right. that was to you know, be the analogy. Um, in terms of how I watch TV, I watch less TV, but when I do watch TV, it fits around my life schedule. Right. Um, so work, you work your nine to five, but now when I'm watching Netflix, I might binge watch, for example. Right, like I, right, I mean, a lot yeah. of people do So, that, you yeah. know, you've got Daredevil. I'm, I'm going to knock that out in a weekend because I know I've got other things going on. You right. know, the following week. Um, just bought a Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't... I'm That's very 30 of you. Very 30. Because I can <laughs> I can walk around with my Nintendo Switch in my bag. But the way I buy and consume games is different. Because when I was a teen, I used to have all the cartridges. Yes. You know, there was, there was a social currency when you had all the games. Yeah. Now I've just downloaded the games that I want, that I know how to play... And that's it. We sound so old. Yeah, I know. I know. We sound so old. I've got great hair too, bro. I'm going to get what I want. Dude, I bought, I bought Mario Kart yes. and Super Mario Odyssey. I'm good for now. But I hear there's Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. I was never good at Street Fighter. Oh, okay. But I'm going to come back for it. Come back for it. Call out your boy when... Oh, when, yeah, absolutely. When you need, you know. One thing I've learned 
um, about myself in my 30s is that now that I have a bit of dispensable income, you know, mortgage aside and whatnot, um, I buy things that I couldn't buy when I was a teen. Well, like Rockefeller Air Force Ones. No, you were stupid for that. You were stupid for that. Um, like I'll buy a pair of Jordans just because I couldn't have a pair. Like I want the Jordan Sixes one day. Do you know? Can I just say something? No one at Rockefeller gives a flying toss that I spent that money. No, on no one cares. No one cares. Yo, she's look at my wife's face. No one cares. When I when you called me and then I saw, I said, "What is this guy doing?" Those those came from. You went against the culture. Those came from Amsterdam. No, you I got know. them patter. Right, the clothing label delivered them to me from Amsterdam. Have you worn them? No. Oh, come on. It's man. not the weather to wear them yet. Oh, come like, on, like, bro. It's not the weather. Are nah, you crazy? You're bugging. If, if I get if if I get to go to the Rhapsody um, event, I might wear them then. But yeah, no. Otherwise, but but speaking of purchases, I think when as I've got into my thirties, I've been more conscious of that. But I think I've been. I think that's only as a result of the fact that I'm in a marriage, mm-hmm. and that you have to think about someone other than yourself. Yeah. But the thirty effect, I don't think has made much. I don't. Th- I think I have a. I have a. I have a long way to go to be mature. Same here. And I think that we put this emphasis on numbers. Uh, but, but we do you, live in a number society. No, we do. Because people are asking me what kind of numbers are we doing on this podcast already. I'm like, yo, it's only been. A month and a half. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I know. But you know, people feel the need to validate or to see or to compete, and it could be a number of reasons why they're asking that question. Me personally, I could, I couldn't care about numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for numbers. I'm doing this for perspective, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to learn because someone out there will hopefully one day listen to this and go, "Hey, Summit, I disagreed with you on that. Have you thought about it this way?" Oh yeah, that's what I've been doing in my thirties. I've been reading more philosophy books and learning about how things used to be and learning about society rather than, oh, I need to buy this and I need to buy that. Yeah, I made the Rockefeller thing is just a, uh, an anomaly, but actually really most of it is just about learning how things are done, right? And I meant, I'll go back to the whole 27 thing. I quit Hip Hop Chronicle when I was 28 because I made it. I wasn't quitting 27. When I was at 27, I was like, I'm done. That last year of Hip Hop Chronicle was just me like floating, I was just running skating. on fumes. I would, I look, I did. Yo, do you know I had an interview with Wiz and I took my man with me, Rax. We were gonna film, and I've, I know Wiz, I know his people at the time, and they've been very cool, but it was through the label. I was there early with my man, Rax, who traveled, and some people were late and they were supposed to be ahead, but I'm there. She goes, No, no, they're there. I said, No, I'm here. She goes, no, but they were here, they're just late. I said, cool, I'm off. I walked out of the interview. I go, I don't need it. Because I didn't care. Mm. It could have been great for numbers. It could have been great for you know, YouTube views. And I, I was getting paid from YouTube in that respect. I didn't care. Because at that point when I was 27, I just didn't care any longer. My perspective on life changed and what I was focusing on changed. And that's what my 30s have been about. Because I want to now think, I'm starting to think about the next generation of Sharma. How do I Very impart... selfish of you. Why? You've got to think of the next generation of young people. We progress together. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Come together, Summit. We've got to come together. No. I'm thinking about the next generations of Sharma. Yeah, I'm selfish. Screw that. I'm talking about my kids, man. I'm talking about my kids. You thought of names yet? No. Okay. Talking about my kids, right? I'll name them Summit and Summit. If they're a girl, they're Summit and Summit. 
That's it. That's it. Right? And then they call them Summit, and then then they can use chat up lines like, yeah, I'll take you to the top of the world, baby. Yeah, so something out of Aladdin. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so, but I'm thinking about that and how I can impart the knowledge I've learned so far, thus far, and how I can improve on that and then pass that mm. down. So would you say the the changes, so you talk about that change from Hip Hop Chronicle, and I don't need this, and re- reprioritizing. Yeah. Are you happy with, with your change of priorities? And yes. Yes, 100%. 100%. Okay. Because there's no regret, because I knew... I like to think I'm a man of my convictions, whether I'm right or wrong, and I have made mistakes. It was the right decision because something needed to give. I needed a change. My heart's not in it, and I'm looking at things in a different perspective now. One thing I loved about the music industry, which is something I'm interested in now all the time, is how people operate. Mm-hmm. Now, as I've got into my 30s, and I'm still, you know, early 30s, all I'm interested in is what makes people tick. From social media to facial expressions to micro expressions to go that deep. Because that is when you understand, Just Blaze said it, when you understand how to build relationships, you will get further in life, right? Because most of the music industry or any industry that anywhere, it's not about just talent. That's a small portion of it. Actually, it's about how you build relationships. And if you can forge good relationships, you're going to get far. I learned so much about people mm. in that condensed four years. I felt like I got a, a crash course in human interaction. I did interviews with a gun to my head. Mm. You what? Yeah. No, let's not say who did that. No. We'll, say, we'll tell, tell but, me off here. But there's, off here. there's things where I... And it's not, no, it's not that deep, but... You get a crash course into a different... Listen, man, I was, I, was, I was interviewing Hood. I was interviewing superstars. You, you were talking to managers, PR, like security, bouncers. You learn, you, it's a crash course in, in human interaction. Mm. And that will equip you very well when you get into your 30s. So how do you think the 30 plus effect has uh, impacted your social calendar? Oh, I don't care. I really... Like, you know, this whole... Um, now that you're 30, see, I'm married, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Indian and I'm married, which means that b- by the time I say I do and put that ring on the finger, I have to go to X amount of events every single year. Mm-hmm. Weddings, parties, this, that, your mum's, grandma's, cat's, dog's, birthday party, this, you know, it's all, there's this never ending circle of events that you must attend. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. So... In terms of my social calendar, yo, man, I just love my, I love my, the small things in life. Mm-hmm. And I try to recharge as much as I can so that I'm not put in positions whereby I feel like I'm backed into a corner. When I'm back into a corner, you'd, I'm, I'm not a good person to be around. And I'm maybe becoming more, uh, as an adult, as I'm growing up still, maybe becoming a bit more arsy. Like, you know how old people get where they just had enough. You, you, you're, you're I'm right. becoming like that now. You're, on, you're at the Quincy Jones stage. I be, I, stage. I'm at the yeah. Quincy Jones. I don't give a... Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And <laughs> it's that. But I think that that's more as a result of my experiences. Mm-hmm. So I think everything, like, 
we've talked about in previous podcasts is about the experiences you go through make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be 25 and it could be someone who is six to eight years younger than me and has far more wisdom than me because of the experiences they go through. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of the stuff, the personal stuff that I've gone in through in my life, which I won't mention on here, not now anyway. Um, that shapes you no, no for snitching. How, yeah that then shapes you for how you're going to approach your things yeah. for me my social calendar really changed really when I was there yeah yeah um, it's that because 30 is that age where a lot of people go through very important life transitions right and a number of different milestones oh so yes people yes. get married I, yes. I've never been to so many weddings in my life <laughs> there's baby showers there's christenings there's birthday parties and being in a relationship as well your social circles merge definitely right and that's fine but i didn't know that like i didn't know that so you know if you invite me to your birthday party for example i expect that but then when you know your fiance's friend invites you to the birthday party i wasn't really th- i'm naive that wasn't part i wasn't of the, yeah, i wasn't right, aware right. that that was a thing right right and i also wasn't aware that so much social currency would be put on you know we keep talking about social currency yeah, yeah, yeah. i wasn't aware that so much social currency would be put on whether i attended or not i was very 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 naive and i'm also a bit of an introvert so since my best friend moved away like 10 years ago yeah you know i went from always being around this person where you know sometimes people would see him and say oh where's chris right. or they see me you know where's gordon right to becoming almost just like i kind of backed away mm-hmm. and be- started to enjoy my own company right. so going out is a big thing for me like i've got to almost gear myself up and a lot of people say but you're, just, an, you're an mc man you're performing from 100 people it's different because i get I'm, I'm i suffer from really bad social anxiety right right i right. feel sometimes i'm being awkward or i say wrong and you know i'm the kind of person if i don't like somebody you know i can't hide i can't it. hide it too and i hate pleasantries no, and no, chit-chat. i can't do it i hate the sm- it the small hate, talk ah. yeah i when i'm now i'm 30 i hate when people ask me what i do look you don't care about what i do and you're only thinking about expanding your network go away do you go know go away i'm just thinking about this now right when you were 20, were you thinking about your 30s? Because I wasn't. No. I don't think I was thinking past... No. My t- I, think, I don't think I was thinking past 25. No. We were, I we couldn't were have, see it past. Because we were having fun. Yeah. I'm the, when I was 20, I'm the total op- I was the total opposite of what I am now. I was doing like two, three shows a week. I, wow. was all, I was all over the shop. Do you know what I was doing when I was 20, probably during the week? Sitting in a coffee shop with my uni friends, who I'm friends with to this day. Oh, yeah, and I did go to uni, by the way. Just want to get out of there. Yeah. Proceed. Talking about Nietzsche and philosophy mixed in with some horrible analogy, some sexual analogy about something we saw. You're a dirtbag. But it was just this thing of going... Your your AKA should have been Dirtbag Jones. Dirtbag Jones. It's this thing of going, (laughs) like, we go through this whole cycle of where we talk about life, politics, Uh philosophy, Uh stupid dumb shit. Uh Uh-huh. Like sexual innuendos, right. and then come right back to philosophy and all that. That's what we would do. So you had you had smart friends. They're smarter than me. Me and, my, me and my friends used to play Mario Kart. Oh, we did too, but we play FIFA. Oh, so, okay, big man team. Yeah. Okay. So we we do that, but that I don't. When I was that age, even twenty three, twenty four, I wasn't thinking about my thirties. Shoot, I wasn't. I mean, I'm kind of Ted Mosby in some respects. Mm-hmm. Although I'm the anti Ted Mosby now. You did say that. But when I was, you know, twenty five. 26 i was not thinking about my 30s so i think what we should do now is kind of wrap things up i'm sure we'll revisit this at some point um you know maybe the 40 plus effect i hope i hope 
I hope. Can you imagine if we? No, I don't know if we'll make you it. You want to do the forty plus effect? <laughs> you still want to be doing a podcast at forty? Yeah, we got to be on the TV. No, this is like our Vegas residency. It's what we be doing every <laughs> every week. Now we got to be on the TV by then. TV? Yeah. No one wants us on TV, bro. I'm I being, want us on TV. I'm being cynical. No one wants breaking out on TV. No one Prove wants us, us wrong, people. No one wants us on radio. Prove no, us wrong, people. No one wants us on anything, bro. They don't. They don't care. I'm being cynical. I'm cynical, Jones today. That's so it. you're Dirtbag Jones Dirtbag Jones And Cynical, cynical Jones. Jones And the architect of Ignorance Ignorance Those are some good AKs It's just a, it's just a shame You couldn't come up with them When you needed them <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do your AKs for you Yeah please If yeah. you could write them down Yeah I'll send them to and you And then we'll I do got you. I got thank you. you Thank you I got you, you. I got you. But we'll, uh, we want to thank everyone At Click Productions uh, Man like Darnell As always Darnell Darnell Darn- what's, your, what's your surname Darnell? Dr. Hank McCoy no, for real. What's on your government paper? Yeah, what's your government? Or are you an illegal immigrant? Uh, well, I was an illegal immigrant, and that's why I have a new name now. <laughs> are you for real? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no, okay, listen. Darnell moving out here like some Indian immigrant out here. <laughs> so, did you come in on a boat? Uh, it was an airplane with two uh, armed guards. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I don't know if you okay. should be laughing at this. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I'm not laughing at this anymore. <laughs> That's Chris laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm just for the record. I am not doing anything. I just want to thank everyone from Click Productions, and I just want to let you guys know we appreciate your support, your listens, uh, and all the feedback. Uh, please make sure you uh, follow us on social media at Break the Atoms Facebook, on Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and Instagram, and leave reviews on iTunes. Yes, Apple Podcasts. Yes, please leave. and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe rate the podcast and leave reviews it helps us uh, absolutely with our ratings and helps us get featured as well and we'll also shout you out if you leave a nice review yes. by name shout you out by name yes we will Chris will do that uh, as he's writing my AKAs yes I'm the AKA king okay until next time peace <laughs>